0: gentlemen to win pod repeat as always sam anthony here with spencer wellington we got a lot to talk about we're deep into baseball season 17 games in yeah math is math is good uh (laughs) we just found the red sox just finished their weekend series tampa bay rays um, and are about to play game two of their series in toronto against the blue jays as we record this on April 26th, that it is 6.37 p.m. For anyone that is wondering, you know, when they listen to this tomorrow, why we aren't talking about the Blue Jays game that was played last night, it's because, in fact, we have not seen it yet. Um, but the Boston Red, Red Sox, Sox won, though. They won. Yeah, absolutely. They, they beat the uh, shit out of
1: Kevin Gosman. That was crazy.
0: Yeah, he's, he's like so you bad. Kevin
1: you were like, oh, Devers is out. Like, the lineup's going to suck. They've been terrible. And then they beat the shit out of Kevin Gosman. So, crazy win.
0: I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. just more exciting than that Saturday game where we oh, broke up a no-hitter and then lost. But we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Not in a moment. We're going to talk about it right now. Boston Red Sox. So, dropped back-to-back series now. First to the Blue Jays, then to the Tampa Bay Rays. The Red Sox have only won one series this year, and that was against the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, um, that is tough. That is tough. Uh <laughs> But again, Red Sox seven and ten right now. As the note that I'm sure everyone on Red Sox Twitter has seen, both teams that were in the World Series last year also started at seven and ten. As a reminder to all Red Sox fans, it is very early in the season. This Keep is the equivalent day. of it's the equivalent of losing week one in the NFL. Pretty
1: much, yeah.
0: So it's it's a long season. Adjustments are being made. We're going to talk about those adjustments. But uh, overall, Spencer, first. You know, the reaction to the Tampa Bay Race series. Obviously, a series we felt like we should have won after that Saturday where the Red Sox get no hit through nine. They go, they put two on in extras. They can't get the final out. Kevin Kiermeier, of all fucking people, walks it off. Uh, an absolutely devastating way to lose what was, in my opinion, one of the most ridiculous games I've ever watched. Um, but overall reaction from the series um, and thoughts
1: yeah um the vibes are bad the vibes suck right now <laughs> the vibes yep yeah. hmm and I feel like we both individually had experiences over the last three days where like the Red Sox just defeated us mentally um yeah. you were watching that Saturday game and I wasn't I was preoccupied with some family engagements and so I was like eh it's fine and then I watched and I was like oh yeah that's pretty brutal but thank God I wasn't watching it and then last night I was watching, you had other engagements and like I wanted to jump off a bridge and you like watch the highlights and you're like, Oh yeah, that was brutal. Glad I didn't watch that game. So Yeah. Um I feel like we're both now equal in the same headspace. And yeah, I mean it's baseball. They're only seven and ten. Like they're three games under five hundred. They could yeah, win the next no. they could win the next three games of this series and feel amazing heading into Baltimore at ten and ten, having just won a series in Toronto. Like, that could happen. Yeah, It doesn't feel like that's going to happen. It doesn't feel very likely right now, but that's how early in the season we are, and it just feels bad because we're losing to, you know, losing a series to the Yankees, losing a series to the Blue Jays, losing to each of our rivals. You know, the three teams we were supposed to compete with, we've lost all of them now. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it sucks. It doesn't feel good, but it can all change so quickly at this point in the season. So also yeah, the Blue Jays is- just... They have a swag about them that we just clearly don't have right now. And it's yeah. a little concerning.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's actually just a really good point. It's just like – and, you know, it's interesting because that's why, you know, baseball is such a long fucking season. And everyone, is, you know, who's not a, a, you know, tried and true baseball fan will always be like, why is it so long? And it's because, you know, if we – it takes time sometimes. There are teams that come in right away – they gel, things are going, you got to remember, you know, the Blue Jays, I mean, I know that they added some pieces, but for the most part, like the core of that team was together there, you know, everything's going on and you've had some of that with the Boston Red Sox, but at the same time, you know, you're trying to figure out where some of these new pieces go. You're trying to also figure out, you know, it's, it's very, you know, again, we saw this last year with the pieces that Heim Bloom and the Red Sox went and got where some worked, some didn't, you know, guys got moved, guys got put back, um, and I think that's just where we're at right now. It's trying to figure out, you know, hey, are these the pieces that we believe? I mean, like, you know, guys that I do not think are long for the Red Sox roster. Uh, you know, Travis Shaw, Travis Shaw's there right now.
1: All right, but you being have to think,
0: yeah, I, you know what, man? I first off, I didn't realize he was thirty-two. I don't know why, for some reason, in my head he was not younger. There. But yeah. I'm just like, yep, yeah, ding dong, the, the mayor's. A long time ago. Yeah, the, the mayor's at the end of his tenure. Uh, For sure. But it's it's fine. Um, yeah, I you know, you, there's... there. I think you're going to look at this roster in June. I think that's the main perspective. You're going to look at this roster in June and everything's going to be completely different. You're going to have Chris Sale that's probably going to be back. James Paxton looks Please like he's going to be back. Um, Josh Taylor is going to be back soon. They think he'll probably need one more rehab appearance um, and he'll come back. And that was really delayed because he had covid so that ended up causing him two weeks of his rehab or else he'd be back already that's yeah. another fix in your bullpen you gotta think when you get Paxton and sale back who are you you know you're gonna bump some guys out of the rotation to the bullpen a michael walkup per se potentially a rich Hill um rich Hill's another guy though that I don't know is necessarily long for this roster either
1: rich Hill needs to be bumped or dumped right now <laughs> yeah. I love Rich um, We love Dick Mountain, but um, yeah. he just – he doesn't look good. Nothing about it. – no. it's, what, three starts, right? So, yeah. you can say whatever you want about three starts, but still, it's, it doesn't look good.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, the thing was is, like, his his last start um, – was that – it wasn't Saturday – no, Saturday was Whitlock. Sunday. Sunday. All the days blur together. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't – it wasn't bad, but the problem with – Rich Hill is that you're not going to get a lot out of him you're going to get four innings out of him and you know the the big issue that is of discussion for the Red Sox is there's not a lot of guys in that bullpen now that Garrett Whitlock is looking like he's moving to a rotation spot that you necessarily trust because I was like that was the beauty of Garrett Whitlock was that okay he was the only guy yeah, and he could eat massive amounts of innings. So it was like, oh, right. like you knew you could get four innings out of him if you needed to, which they needed it because there isn't a lot of guys you could trust in the bullpen. Um, mm. You sent me that uh, that tweet from Red Sox Stats earlier today where it's looking at you know guys that they're using in high leverage situations and the fact that Ryan Brazier was in, in one of the highest leverage
1: spots. Yeah, um, like what are we doing there? Because <laughs> um, there's got to be a trust factor there, you know, where yes. – the guys you're bringing into those situations are guys that you feel good about when you see them coming into the game. That's how that should work. And I don't know about you, but I feel terrible when Ryan Brazier comes into a game. So I don't want him in high leverage spots. I don't, I don't even want him on the team at this point. I feel like we've been doing this for years at this point. He's, you know, he was good in 2018 on the world series team. And since then, I don't think I've trusted him once. So I'm kind of confused why he's still around, but.
0: I just, like, I'm at this point now where, like, there's also all these guys that are sitting in the minors that I would just be curious to see how they would do up here, you know, like a Connor Seabold. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Just be, to me, it's like, why not take a shot with somebody who, and, and guys that have option years, so it's like Isn't a guy is that Dervin Feldman
1: at uh, Worcester? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, I'd be no, interested to see what he does. Edward Rizzardo, yeah. I mean, he's down there? Yeah, um, what, Brian Mata? Yeah, I feel like he needs a little more development time. But... They don't
0: think he'll come up till 2023, which seems like that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I was I was looking at that because because that was a thing. Ryan I, Rager, though. Yeah. So like, hold on. Yeah, like I think that's the big thing. It's like I don't know. It's interesting. So like for the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight, Brian Reynolds and uh, Cole Tucker have COVID. Or they're on the COVID list. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. So it's um, Tucapito Marcano. I said that name definitely wrong. Um, and Jack Sawinski yeah you know what I was saying but like oh, the they're guys Jack that are Lewinsky. Jack Sawinski but the thing is is like at least they're guys that are prospects guys you're getting in trades guys that you know you're trying to see where they fit in that roster you know for the Boston Red Sox yeah let's let's see here pulling up this this top prospects let's pick pitchers that are expected to come in like 2020 let's see yeah yeah Winkowski Let's see what he's doing right now. And, yeah, be uh, down to see him on the major league. Yeah, league. and he's got a two appearances so far, two seven zero ERA. Let's see that that good old game log. Yeah, he had five innings, three hits in each outing, one earned run on the eighth, and two earned runs on the fifteenth. Like, those are two solid starts. Twenty three year old guy. He's a guy who, last year had a 394 era in the minors. And then in 2019 had a two, like he's been solid. So it's just like, yeah, um, I just like, to me, it's like figure out where those pieces are. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just like, I feel like that's a flaw in like a lot of, a, a lot of thinking of major league teams is like, let's go stick with like the old reliable, what we know, what we trust rather than like going with something young. Um, right. And listen, you know, we're on the outside looking in here. There's definitely a merit to having experience and coming in and knowing what to do and having a guy like Rich Hill in the locker room compared to a, you know, Josh Winkowski, but I'm thinking about like, you know what you're going to get from Rich Hill, which for better or for worse is going to be four innings where he's going to let up two runs, you know, but for worse, it could also be, you know, he gets chased in two after getting absolutely smashed and all of a sudden, you know, you're asking Phillips Valdez to give you four frames and it's yeah, just a mess. Exactly.
1: So um, while we're on the bullpen for a second, yeah. can we just talk about the the move last night to bring in Tyler Danish um, into a game that was tied at the time in the eighth inning? Yeah. Later yeah. innings, tie game. Yesterday, before this game, we talked about who in the bullpen we trusted, like ranking that. Yeah. Nine guys, right? So I had... And I actually forgot to put Rachel on this list, but that's because I don't trust him at all. Um, he's just not on
0: the list. He didn't make it.
1: Just not on the list. Nine guys. Hansel Robles one. Matt Strom two. He's the guy who started out, so good. Number two came in the game. That's that's how you want it. Matt Strom... Okay, first of all, Matt Strom gave up, like, a weak single, and then uh, Bobby made an error, and then they pulled him. And it was like, okay, I feel like he should have stayed in there a little bit more. Then Phillips Valdez, he's had some issues but like we're talking about ranking over guys i don't trust at all okay so yeah you got yeah you got to understand what they're above um four is austin davis he's been nailed so far five is cutter crawford not on the roster at the moment uh jake deekman number six as far as i have heard he looked awful over the weekend didn't see it he oh yeah not good uh seven, Sawamura. Don't trust him. Haven't I've seen him a handful of times and he's been pretty terrible. Matt Barnes. Don't trust him at all right now. I yeah. he got like what the final out on Friday, but that was, but, I mean, I don't trust well, that. It was a hard hit and, ball.
0: Yeah. That ball was smoked. I mean, that was like, like everyone's like Trevor story should get credited with the safe.
1: Exactly. Right. And then mm-hmm. number nine, because I don't know who the fuck he is. I've seen him pitch one time and he pitches below 90 miles an hour is Tyler Danish. Yeah. That's below Matt Barnes. That's below Sawamura. That's below Jake Diekman. and that's who they brought in the game with and, two men and, and, on and one yeah. out in a tie game in the eighth inning. What the fuck?
0: And not only has this guy only appeared once for the Red Sox, that's only his second major league outing since 2018. Exactly. Like you know, even like doing? I wouldn't put anyone in that situation, even if even if you were an elite level guy. You know, it's like okay. You know, right. you have pitched in the pros hardly, you know, in, I mean, it was literally over 1300 days between his last, his first outing with the Red Sox and his most previous uh, MLB appearance. Right. And like, I know that, you know, he floated around and the Red Sox really think they found something, but still like, I'd want to get him in some low leverage situations for him like, all right, Tyler, you know, tie game. Against one of Bo the best Bichette. lineups in baseball. Well, I yeah. mean,
1: he let up a single first, and then against Bobachet with the base loaded. Like, what, what are we doing?
0: Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, but that, that also shows you, I mean, that's, that's how slim this bullpen is, you know? It would be hilarious
1: back. if it worked, because then I'd be like, Tyler Danish, I trust the most.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd be but. like, Tyler Danish would have shot up your power rankings.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: but, again, it, it didn't. and especially, He definitely like said, stayed you
1: know, at nine after that one.
0: Definitely, like and it was funny because, like you know, when he first came in, and I mean, he looked solid. He struck out five of six batters, uh, right. and you were like, "Good for Tyler Danish," uh, but at the same time, that was totally different. It was in Africa. garbage time. It was in garbage time, and it was like a you know, uh so yeah, I just uh, it's just so I don't know. I uh, I I mean, I think that's the thing that needs to change because obviously, like we can't sit here and go we have to get to June. We just have to get to June because if you you just try to get to June, uh, you know, you're you're going to get
1: to June, like 15 games under 500.
0: Well, exactly. And in that division, I mean, that's, that's a problem. You just, you can't, because even if you're playing 500 ball, you're going to be behind at least two teams, if not three teams. Uh, And listen, if you're hanging around with the Orioles, it's not good. It's
1: very bad. It's not the territory
0: where we want to be. So, um, but I mean, you know whose
1: bullpen mean, I would trust a lot more right now. Who? The Orioles bullpen.
0: Really? I actually. Well, what do They've we been got? Like with the, the are best they bullpen in baseball.
1: That's incredible. Well, literally, there was an article on Fangraphs about them today about how good their bullpen has been. It's it's I crazy. Just, like Jorge Lopez is a closer now with a nasty fastball.
0: Good for Jorge Lopez. Or wow. I guess it's a
1: sinker, but like still, it's nasty. So.
0: I just like. Oh, and that bullpen, yeah. Dylan Tate, Felix Batista. Yeah, P- Felix and a- Batista, in the dude,
1: y- when you get a chance, you got to watch, and our listeners should also watch a video of Felix Batista. His fastball, the ride on that thing is so crazy that, like, when it when it comes in, it just looks like it's a straight line, like a, a laser to the catcher. It's crazy.
0: I'm guessing uh, I, I, there's got to be some pitching ninja love on that, right? You would think. Yeah, I'm actually. You know, I'm gonna look up the spin rate, rate later. That's not important. I was gonna go on a tangent. Yeah, we can't talk not about not important Orioles. right now. All right. But more important, because uh, it's we'll not just the. We'll,
1: we'll talk about next the...
0: yeah, after next series when we get Orioles. That's gonna be a nice stretch, by the way. Orioles and then the Angels. Hopefully, I don't know. The Angels are ten and seven right now. That's fucking mind blowing.
1: True. Yeah. But, but that's just, what tells just, you how early it's
0: Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, listen we could talk about the pitching and the bullpen and what needs to be, you know, fixed. But the bigger issue right now is the fact that the offense hasn't really been able to do anything. Uh, yeah. It's brutal. So in a word, anemic would be what I would use to describe this offense lifeless. Fair um, like you said, they, they lack a, a swagger, you know, it's crazy. Cause you know, they open the year by Rafi just, Pimping one off a of fucking Derek Cole, and you're like, this offense is going to be fucking amazing, and it Never just hasn't gotten there yet. Never trust opening day, because it's there's there's so many emotions to go with it. I feel like it's not really a representation of anything. Like you're, you know, That's baseball's right, back. There was a lockout, um, and you know, Devers coming on. I mean, we a we fucking did lose so I guess you again. could trust that. Yeah, I mean, and we yeah, and we lost we lost that series. Yeah, so not great.
1: Yeah, sure did.
0: Um, but I mean. So it's interesting. I was talking with you, uh, yep. and there's two players as you do. that come to mind. Uh, and the first we'll start off with is um, I, I want I, I was gonna plan this for later, but you, you had a lot of good thoughts on it. Bobby Dahlbeck. He obviously the numbers haven't been great. They've been on the nest broadcast being like, you know, what does Bobby Dahlbeck need to fix? Um, but we think that you have provided us with a potential solution here as to the Bobby Dahlbeck problem.
1: Yeah, I have a potential solution. Um, this was going down a rabbit hole of looking at stats on, on fan graphs as we do. And basically, you know, when we go through these exercises, um, I know personally, I come away thinking that I should be a general manager in major league baseball because I'm a genius. So, um, <laughs> so looking at Bob's stats, I mean, you, you, the. Surface level stats, you know, they're bad. His batting average on base percentage, slugging percentage, it all sucks right now. But you'll, you you want to look at his expected stats, you know, based on his quality of contact. And so his ex-WOBA, still not as where it was last year, but it's almost 100 points higher than his actual WOBA. It's 322 compared to 237 actual. His slugging expected is 457 compared to actual 286. His expected batting average is two forty-eight compared to one seventy-nine. So just based off of the contact that he's making, he should be getting a lot more hits, you know, and extra base hits than what he's gotten so far. So just that shows you that this isn't some kind of slump that he's in where he needs to go to triple A like some people have suggested and work on a swing or whatever they're asking him to do. It's something that will turn around in time just based off of bad ball of luck. But I mean, those numbers themselves are still below last year and they're still not ideal for for Bob. So you want to look a little further than that. For me, I know that Bob likes to pull the ball and you know, shoot it to left and center for doubles and homers. So that's one of the first things I checked in. It comes in at thirty-two point five percent his pool percentage so far this year. Last year that was 39%. And in 2020, when he hit the shit out of the ball when he came up, it was forty-one point five percent. So Bob wants to get that power from his pull side, and he clearly hasn't been doing that. So then, you know, you want to check to see where guys are pitching him, because you can't just pull every ball. That's a terrible strategy. Especially if they pitch you away, you try to pull, you're gonna just hit it right into the shift if they're shifting on a righty. And that's gonna be terrible. So you look at his Um, for anyone listening that wants to check it out. Fangraphs has heat uh, graphs or heat maps. So super useful tool to see where guys are getting pitches. And everything is down and away to Bob so far, especially when he's behind in the count. Like everything is either down and away in the zone or even out of the zone. So that kind of tells you how pitchers have adjusted to him based off of last year. Um, And then... Once I saw that, it's like, well, let me see this in action. I know that this is true. I see what Fangraphs is telling me. Let me go to MLB Film Room, a fantastic tool, and let me just see kind of what this looks like. So I went to MLB Film Room. I went and looked at Bob's uh, at-bats this year. It has like a video for basically every pitch he's seen this year for, it has this for every batter. And basically everything's coming down and away, like the Fangraphs heat map shows especially when he's behind the, in the count. You look at 1 counts, O2 counts, and he's just getting stuff down in a way that he's swinging and missing at and or, or he's taking, you know sometimes mostly swinging and missing. And that's just the strategy right now. It's working. There's no reason to do anything different. You get pitchers from, you know, with different styles. You get righties and lefties. you get pitchers on different teams. they're all doing it. And it's clearly working. So that's an adjustment that Bob needs to make if he can hit the ball the other way. You know, that makes them change how they're pitching a little bit. He can get more balls over the plate and you know, hit more bombs, which is what he's on the team for. So um, you know, I know you have some video to queue up that shows you know, his homers from last year that come with balls over the plate, balls inside. His power is not really away. And so that's what's hurting him right now.
0: Well, damn. All right. See, like, but that's, and I, I think that's, that's an, you know, you have to think that the Red Sox know that, like, watching it, and the fact that you have that, the fact that we have this information to be able to go look at it, so yeah, I am, I'm interested. if we
1: can figure it out, they can figure it out.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and, it, and like you said, like, you know, this stuff, as much as we like to, con- you know, think of ourselves as geniuses, isn't necessarily rocket science. Which we science. are. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Of course, that's why we're doing this, um, but, I mean, I'm just... You know, that's going to be what I'm watching. When I watch the game tonight, when I watch the games going forward, um, and it's the same thing with, with Rafael Devers. And, you were, you know, we were talking today, and you were telling me about his um, his chase rate. And now that's up to, what, you said 48%? Uh,
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: <laughs> yeah, so 48%. I can look it up, but that sounds right. Up from 42% from the year before. Um, and, I mean, that's something everyone's been saying. I mean, and not just with Devers, with this entire team, it's just chasing baseballs.
1: Yeah, he just swings at everything. Um,
0: yeah, I mean we talked about trying... that, but
1: these numbers back it up.
0: Yeah. So that's the that's the thing is you know, it's funny because there that is a conversation that happens a lot in baseball circles too is guys that try to you know swing themselves out of a slump, swing themselves out of a rut, and it feels like you know the Red Sox, you know things aren't dropping, things aren't going their way, and so you have guys that are chasing because they're just trying too hard to make things happen, and. You know the offense is going to come if you you know let it come to you because you you know get not seeing see more pitches so you can get better pitches let the bad pitches come draw walks get guys on base create opportunities in other ways um, you know one of the things we've seen from this the the team is uh, a lack of home runs there's been 11 home runs this year um, in the AL East only the Orioles have fewer with six which is also the fewest in baseball um, so for Boston you know it's just like okay you know The home runs are going to come. There are guys in that lineup that can, that can bang, you know, Bogart story Martinez, like, you know, but it's, it's the, you know, situational stuff, the the games where you've seen the nuts score a lot of runs. They've been bad with runners in scoring position. It's been, you know, they haven't been able to take advantage of the opportunity and it's that bottom three in the lineup. You know, it's just like, I mean, you're, I mean, you're getting absolutely nothing from Vasquez, Arroyo, uh, Travis Shaw, it's just, I mean, you you need, like, you can have such a good top six, but if you're not getting anything from the bottom, like, it's just going to squelch rallies. You're not going to be able it to kill up a lot of runs. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And after the race series, you know, I didn't watch it, but, you know, I can see the scores and I can see that we got no mm-hmm. hit for nine innings on Saturday. So my first thought mm-hmm. on Monday, yesterday was, let me see, like, where the problem is with this lineup. And as you said, it's that bottom three. And we talked about Bob you know, you hope for positive regression and positive, you know, improvement there. I looked at Christian Arroyo and most of his expected stats are like way over what's actually happening. A lot of bad luck there. Christian Vasquez, it looks like he just kind of sucks at hitting now. So that's a tough look. Um, This is his last year in Boston. Most likely there's a team option that probably won't get exercised. We have Connor Wong and Ronaldo Hernandez behind him. So I don't know if some of those guys end up getting at bats here the rest of the way. He's a great leader and he's a great defender, so he's gonna get a lot of playing time and he brings value that way. But yeah. um Christian Vasquez is a tough watch at the plate right now, for yeah. sure.
0: And I'll tell you, like, you know, one of the things, and this has been kind of a conversation. They they were talking about this on um Neston the other day, where you know Vasquez was really aware that. You know, he's part of a really unique group of Red Sox players that have been together for a very long time. And in baseball, you don't get a core like that that is around for very long. So, you know, you talk about, true. you know, team option not being extended to him, most likely. Um, I don't, you know, I think for him, I it sounds like from the narrative, he won't be entirely surprised, both with the age and with his performance right now. Um, and just understanding how the Boston Red Sox now operate as an organization you know they're going to go try and go younger they're going to try and go cheaper Um, you're trying to look and you know create production in places maybe you don't have it you know obviously not having production offensively out of the catcher position isn't like the end of the world considering the average you know compared to most other positions is lower but what you're getting from him is still detrimental because it's it's so bad you know like I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because, like, look at the Astros with Martin Maldonado last year. I mean, the dude hit, you know, below the Mendoza line the entire year. But he's so good defensively. He makes the pitcher so much better that you keep him in that lineup.
1: Exactly. Like, you have room for one. Like, one offensive liability Mm -hmm. you have room for. And maybe two, like, if you have an elite shortstop or an elite center fielder, which isn't, you know, how our roster works. So, um, you know, we have room for Vasquez, but... Bob and, and uh, Christian Arroyo got to pick it up. Otherwise, yeah. we got to start looking at AAA because Cass is tearing the shit out of the ball, dude. And uh, like you said to, to me yesterday, I wasn't really looking at it. But uh, Fitzgerald, he's fucking Reagan. Yeah. He's got no PS over a mm-hmm. thousand. Yep. And I'm just looking at Sox Prospects here. And this dude has played literally all over the diamond so far. Um He's played at second, short, third, and all three outfield spots. So, yeah, I think you could find a you could find a spot for Ryan Fitzgerald and, and just give him a shot. You know,
0: feels like that's very purposeful from the Red Sox too. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. this guy's great, but like, let's you know get this guy because like you know that's that's why you have a guy like Christian Arroyo. That was the purpose of bringing him up is, hey, you know, you're a guy that you know we like your bat, but we can also you know plug and play you where we need you. we can stick you in right field we can stick you know he's at third base tonight filling in for Devers um yeah so you wonder if that's going to be a switch yeah because you know like you said 291 average 355 OBP 691 slug five homers uh I mean the dudes five homers uh 10 extra base hits including a pair of triples I mean yeah the dude's hitting the cover off the baseball it's absurd
1: yeah we can use that and
0: yeah exactly and you know it's interesting because i know everyone there was so much hype around ryan fitzgerald in spring training because he was great but i always think it's spring training you know you need to see how these guys are going to be feels like they've right. had a large enough sample size with him and i understand waiting for Cassis. it feels like Cassis is going to be one of those where you know they're doing it for the service time sake of you're gonna you're gonna see him you know later in the year mm-hmm. um which is which is fine um i'm okay with that um i mean he's been un fucking believable. But you know, for Red Sox fans that are anxious for it, you're gonna get a lot of that with Tristan Cassis. Do not worry. He is going to be a mainstay here. At least I hope. Uh yeah it'll be, be here. disappointing if he was not. But um yeah I like you said if we if you don't start seeing changes soon and I think I think like you said, I think that Orioles series is going to be the indicator, right? Like if they go and they play Baltimore and they go to Baltimore and they just lay a fucking egg that's that's gonna be the like oh fuck like we need to do something because like the, like again like you know
1: personally you, burn down Camden yards on sunday if that's what happens yeah
0: because you'll because you'll be there absolutely sure so i expect to see you like on the field uh nesson will refuse to cut to you but it'll be fine i'll right. know it was you
1: people um, take videos do
0: not yeah i won't have enough money to bail you out of jail though i'm gonna be just up front with that right now it's not in we the budget find other sources Absolutely. I don't know if you got like a sugar mama somewhere you can call. Uh, I wish. I don't think I'd yeah, be on this podcast
1: right? if that existed.
0: <laughs> no, are you kidding me? You'd be on the podcast, but it would just be a much oh, that's true, higher I never level podcast. That yeah, yeah, exactly. We'd be doing this. You'd be spending all the money on. We'd have nice equipment. Yep. Listen, I, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be sending you like a list. I'd be like, this is all the stuff we need to buy, and we'd be oh, it'd be awesome. <laughs> but it's fine. That's that's in the future. We got to get some. We got to get some sponsors first. Uh, exactly, and we'll wor- we'll work on that. But um, another thing I do want to ask you about, because I'm actually I'm actually a fan, um, and I get that you know Kike is struggling, so it makes even more sense. But um, Trevor Story in the leadoff spot, how do you feel about it?
1: Um, it's fine. I mean, he's not hitting really, so yeah. it's like it doesn't really matter to me right now. Like Kike and Trevor Story are both not hitting, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, Verdugo, I would probably prefer right now actually um also speaking of trevor story uh the nickname that uh you gave him the author not good not good but like why where did it come from i wasn't there for like like, the broadcast
0: so because like uh because you know trevor story so the author to the story
1: Uh, yeah nope don't like it
0: like i so (laughs) It's just, it's it's uninspired to me, right? Because, like, I feel like that's what everyone tries to do is yeah. come up with, like, a pun off of story. And, listen, I, that's great for social media posts. That's great for, you know, when he does something, but, like, a nickname. And I've been, like, I'm trying to figure out, and this might be something that we have to revisit, because I, I, like... Yeah,
1: it. we might have to workshop it.
0: He's, he hasn't done anything yet, right? So, it's, like, I need yeah, something so to, like, work off of. Yeah. Right. Like, what's his, what's his identity? Like, I've loved – I will say the one thing I've loved from Trevor's story, I won't say loved. I'll say there have been moments that I've loved it, and there are moments where I'm like, what are you doing? Um, his defense has <laughs> made some really great stops. The throws have been brutal. There have been some yeah. just absolutely brutal throws. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I get that. That comes from different angle. You know, you're playing at second base compared to, you know, you were consistently playing at shortstop more. Um, I think that'll be an adjustment. There have been some double plays he's fucked up because he just – delivered a terrible throw um, you know I know that you it was partially his fault for the throw uh, that cost us the game Saturday but also Bobby Dahlbeck was on the wrong side of the bag so doesn't help. that image is going to be in my head forever um, so I just like yeah I. I that's it that's all I'm going to say is like I'm and it's not that I hate the author it's just that one I don't, it doesn't make me excited you know like
1: yeah, we all, I don't know Well, I mean, the fact that I didn't get it initially probably says something about it, you know.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And like, listen, they're they're nicknames that don't necessarily like make you know sense unless you there's the context to it of like knowing the Red Sox. But yeah, that one just is. You know, I will say though, I am a fan of Kevin Uglis in the booth. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I mean, I only two games. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah, last week I didn't hear him over the weekend, but I heard good things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on Twitter. No.
0: I will say, I like the... It seems like um, both him and... People people are really clamoring to make Mike Monaco the guy. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize. You know he started... Yeah, it um, seems more natural. See, yeah. him
1: and you, um, at least.
0: Yeah. Did you see... Um, I don't know if you saw the Mass Live article by Chris Cotillo today.
1: Chris Cotillo, the Mexican Times?
0: Yeah. Uh, he wrote about um monaco i didn't realize he started as an intern at nesson 10 years ago
1: wait how did you read it doesn't he write in spanish
0: (laughs) i'm i'm actually bilingual uh oh you're fluent fun fact yeah cool you know know it's a casual thing yeah i i would i would speak to you in spanish right now but i don't want to like embarrass you
1: uh yeah you don't Uh, want to show off very humble of you yeah absolutely i'm a
0: i'm a humble guy Uh, yeah that's what i would describe you as yeah, you know, just listen, you'll see me hanging out with with Raphael Devers. Just, you know, we're, we're shooting the shit in Spanish. That's you mm-hmm. taught me. You know, I taught him a little English. Oh. He taught me a little Spanish. That's
1: all awesome. That's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I didn't realize he said... They called him they called him Zach because they thought he looked like Zach Grinke, which I guess, like, he kind of looks like a, like when Zach Grinke was, like, young, right? Like, I feel like he could give you, like, a young... Zach i haven't Grinke seen
1: five. like a picture of him so i couldn't confirm or deny all right
0: well when you're when you're on this <laughs> you look up a picture of mike monaco um, I, I actually like him do it right now
1: to be fair but well, how do you spell monaco m-o-n-a-c-o yep all right images come on here we go Zach that suspense yeah no look up
0: like look up like young zach Grinky.
1: He you, like like kansas city like
0: kansas city like original kansas city royals zach Grinke.
1: all right i'm looking up zach cranky rookie it's
0: like the it was the hair for me that i felt like really did it i don't know is this I'm something you like made up it. on
1: your own that like he looks like him
0: no this was this was in the article this was i didn't i didn't make this up
1: what was the article about again <laughs>
0: It was about Mike Monaco.
1: <laughs> no, I know, but like that was it? Just saying that he looks like Zach Grinke or was there more to it?
0: No, I was just talking about like like he's been like he's been at NESN for ten years. He started off as an intern and like worked okay. his way up to play by play, which is pretty sick. That's like yeah. the dream, you know? Yeah, uh, he doesn't. So like that's Zach like
1: Grinke, So sorry to. Sorry to kill I mean, that
0: vibe? Listen, you you can be wrong. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's not close. Uh, <laughs> uh, whatever you say I don't know what to tell you the, the people he's got the nickname so uh, I just like the idea that like he's like a homegrown guy I think that's great I'm all for it uh, people yeah, seem to think like that, you could uh, lock him Red down
1: screw him in their backyard you know, backyard Absolutely. garden yep.
0: he's mm-hmm. uh, got broadcasters
1: right. growing there all the time
0: I'm moving on from this conversation it's <laughs> a the Uh alright uh, one last thing we did talk about the bullpen um, no, you already gave me your bullpen power rankings. We don't need to talk about that. You gave me your list. Uh, that's uh, that's it. So let's, you know, we're going to wrap this up real quick, but let's look forward. Um, they're obviously playing this series against the Blue Jays here. Dropped one yep. um, on Monday. It's obviously 1-1 and
1: now as you're listening to this podcast. Obviously 1-1. Uh, you
0: know, no no Devers, no problem. Um, all right. Just give me, I don't know, give me on a scale of 1 to 10. I know it's April, but it's, it is a series against the blue jays i won't say how important is it to get a series win how important is it to just at least split this series with toronto especially with the way that the offense has been playing
1: so if they lose the next three games there's seven and 13 yeah that's pretty tough if they lose if they go one and two then they'll be eight and 12 math there you go um, you were doing really good That's, I mean, you can live with eight and 12, you can come back from eight and 12, seven and 13 is pretty bad. And then, you know, if they split, if they win the next, uh, if they split or win the next three, then you're, you know, 10 and 10 or nine and 11. And and that's you know, fine going into the series in Baltimore. So they got to win two. I'd say they got to win two. And if they, yeah, if they lose two or lose all three, lose all three, we're going to be I'm not gonna be looking forward to Sunday, honestly. They lose no. three.
0: No. So all right. So more important, it's Kevin Gossman tonight, right? Yep. And then it's Shelled. Ross Stripling uh, tomorrow. And oh, then, we're, we're crushing him. Yeah, and then it's but ooh, and then it's Alec Manoa, who's been fucking unbelievable. It's actually nah, this. This sucks. is a fun matchup. It's it's Garrett Whitlock versus Alec Manoa. I like that.
1: Yeah. It's a great matchup. So the yeah, looks good. Yeah. I know it's bad. So, yeah
0: you know. Uh-huh. Yep. That that two, that ERA of two, that's pretty the series win. I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I appreciate the enthusiasm, at least. I'm all about it. Uh, I'd be pretty happy with a split against the Toronto Blue Jays with the way things are going right now. But, you know, what? I don't know. This, this is going to sound weird, but this is kind of how I feel about it. Um, obviously, wins and losses are very important, but... I really care more about just seeing some fucking runs on the board. I would be okay if the offense at least gave me a reason to believe that, you know, they're figuring some things out. Like you said, I'm yeah. going to be watching. I mean, they you know, what's Bobby Dahlbeck doing? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's solving the problems. I I think it's important to solve this in this series so that when you get to the Orioles, you can use that as kind of a confidence booster. And then you yeah. can go and you can go play the Angels and you can go take on Shohei and Mike Trout um which by the way on a random side note did you see mike trout's check swing triple the other night
1: i heard about it didn't watch it
0: yeah it's incredible mike trout doing mike trout things um but we love that so good for baseball um but yeah i just i just want to see i just you know also i don't like you know this is gonna be my last thought and then we'll we'll sign off when i was watching that game on saturday and they were getting no hit it was weird because like like, when you're getting no hit, you are kind of, like, the whole time, you know, obviously everyone on Twitter's being like, they're getting no hit, trying to jinx it. It didn't, like, I didn't feel a level of concern because it felt like the, op- the offense was just operating like it had always been. It wasn't, like, frustrating they were getting no hit. It was just, like, yep, this has been, like, what the offense is. Like, it's literally yeah. just a handful fewer base hits. Because um, yeah. I just remember, like, I was watching the game, and I'm tweeting, and I'm following along, and I get to, like, the seventh, and I'm, like, because, you know, obviously the Rays had an opener, too, so... Yeah. You're sitting there going, oh, fuck. They're getting no hit. Like, yeah. oh, fuck.
1: And it like, doesn't feel like it because runners. there's yeah. so many pitchers, you know, because you're yeah. not keeping track of one guy.
0: Exactly, exactly. So you're kind of, like, forgetting that, and you're seeing all these guys. And also, I mean, fuck, man. The Red Sox have been getting set down so quick that sometimes you'll, like, miss a half a frame. You'll be like, last night was so this? fast.
1: Yeah. Until the until the Blue Jays hit their grand slam, of course. But, yeah,
0: you know. And that's tough. So... But it's all right, because the Red Sox, they obviously won tonight as we're yep, recording and this.
1: And they're breaking out as we speak. Absolutely. So This is yeah. it.
0: So, All right. Well, Spencer, this was good. I feel like this was a very productive conversation. We provided some solutions to the Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. um, as to how they're going to get out of this rut and go back to their winning ways. Um, as always, it's been a pleasure, everyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you can follow us at WinPodRepeat on Twitter. Um, WinPodRepeat, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, that's all we have. Should I get on TikTok? Maybe. We'll see. Nope. Uh, <laughs> it's the wave of the future. We got to get all the 12-year-olds. Uh, but <laughs> all right. On that note, on that statement, can I cut that?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got to get all the 12-year-olds. Quote I'm Sam out. Anthony.
0: That's it. Listen, don't. If the police call. For
1: more such content, come back to win Pot Repeat.
0: Come back to win We will. Uh, <laughs> we will talk to you next week.